0: And now, it's time for your reality check. Reality,
1: check, reality, check, reality check.
0: And here's the reality coach himself, Mr. Nigel Boone. my name is Nigel Poo the reality coach and welcome to the reality check now if you are new to the show if you're new to the downloads the reality check is a show it's it's a point of where we can start to reference inspirational and motivational stories and experiences not just from ourselves but from our guests and we've had some amazing guests over the last sort of two months and we haven't really had the time to to review what we've learned and you know what people have come and shared with us so today grab yourself a cup of tea a cup of coffee or whatever your chosen drink is, sit yourself down take a listen and see whether you can answer some of the questions that we've got one of the first questions that we've got today is why don't we live the better life that we know that we can have but before we go into that Glenn, welcome. How are you, my friend? Thank you.
1: Uh, Yeah, very well, thanks, Nigel. Yeah, That's good. You had a good week? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, Busy, busy week. I don't know where most of it's gone now, but um, yeah, been busy working in the office. And then um, uh, yesterday I was up in Leicester.
0: Right. What are you doing over in Leicester? Just
1: doing some uh, systems training for, uh, it sounds pretty boring, but I found it interesting, Um, some systems training for uh, uh, insurance.
0: Right, right. Well, of course, because from a business perspective, and again, from the reality check, you know, for you guys out there, whether you are a a single person running a business or whether you have a large business, we're really also trying to get some reality checks put in from a business perspective, from a professional perspective. So, Mm. Listen up, and if you want to get involved, don't hesitate to give us a call and and jump onto the show as well. Absolutely. So, the question, why don't we live the better life that we know that we can have? And what I mean by that, and I don't say that this is for everybody, but the vast majority of people that I talk with, there almost seems to be this, this thing that they want to do whether that is a career whether it's a hobby whether it is doing something completely different that they would love to do but something stops them from doing it Mm. and they just stay do you know what i
1: mean absolutely yeah i think a lot of things get in the way don't they and it's uh, a lot of it is what would you call it the system like you kind of there's there's a there's models and mechanisms pre-existing things that we all kind of fall into you know, uh, that, that we have to kind of comply with, isn't it? So, you you know, you finish school or whatever, you do your education, you go into work n- normally, um, and then you, you know, need a place to stay, and you then build up all of these, almost like gr- things that ground you in a way, isn't it? If you've got a mortgage on a property, you've got bills to pay, you've got... And then if you actually do take that reality check and step back and go, well, what if I, if I could, what would I do? I think a lot of people, like you say, would would say yeah i wouldn't be doing this i'd be doing something yeah. that i'm passionate about or yeah. something that i'm really you know really into or something that i do in my free time if i could but it it I, it's difficult isn't it for people sometimes when they've got those commitments to say well, well who's paying the bills it's going to take me you know if it's like you've got a vision and a plan and it would take you two three five years to monetize your passion or your dream or whatever then then um you know who pays the bills in the meantime how do you do that
0: And i think it's quite a strange one I, I think that you're spot on
1: actually you know we, we we sort of get into
0: life because the way that most of us are, are brought up is that you go to school you get your education you go and find the job that you can do mm. or want to do definitely and before you know you've got yourself a mortgage or you've got your rent yeah. you've got your bills Let's you've get, got all the praise, things that you like, want to do
1: get caught in the rat race absolutely
0: getting caught in the rat race, that is definitely something that I, I really struggle with. Mm, I, I do really as well. really I really, really struggle. Think it,
1: I think a lot of people struggle with because, it, and it's almost from a very young age, we're kind of indoctrinated that in a, a process where we look to role models in our lives, our parents or friends' parents or family yeah. members. And, you know, the vast majority of people I know are working flat out. And, like you say, doing something that actually, if they had the choice, they wouldn't would, be doing they it. Wouldn't be doing, you know?
0: Which is quite bizarre, quite bizarre. But we're going to come back and we're going to explore that a little bit in, in a very short while. But until then. The Reality Check with the Reality Coach, Nigel Booth. Welcome back to The Reality Check, and we are talking today about why don't you, and that's you listening to the show right now, whether you're listening to it live, whether you're going to be downloading it, the question I'm asking you right now is, why don't you live the life, the better life, that you know that you can have? And we've just been going through some things, and we're looking at the reasons why we don't, and there are some quite valid reasons You know, we all get caught up and we've got to be getting the the material things that we would like to have, living the life that we want to live. And before you know it, you almost feel that you have no choice but to be doing this mediocre job, this mediocre life, and the mediocre relationships. And we just never get that opportunity to sort of ask the question. So why don't you? Why don't you just go and do what it is that you really are passionate about? Mm. we've had lots and lots of guests on the on the show over, over the time and, and I think everybody has got something in common which is saying you've just got to stop mm. you have to take some form of, of evaluation you've got to take some form of a reality check and you've got to start to discuss the opportunities I think when we bear in mind there are really only two things uh, why we do anything in life think about it there's only two things why we do anything in life One of those things is when we perceive that whatever it is that we're going to go and do is good for us. Mm. So we move towards it. And the other side of that, which is quite the polar opposite, is we move away from things that we deem to be not good for us. Now, when we're looking at change and we talk about change, one of the, well, if I was to ask you, you know, what do you think that uh, one of the big things that uh, people say in regards to, you know, uh, what stops them from going through change, what do you think
1: the emotion would be? I'd have to say, I think the the main one would have to be fear, wouldn't it?
0: Absolutely. No, Everybody, yeah. you know, and it, it, it is this fear and, and we actually get, at the moment we describe it as fear, mm. We actually get then the physical response. The
1: chemicals start moving Absolutely. around the, uh, yeah.
0: We, we, we head into the fight and flight syndrome yeah. and that's, you know, when we've got the adrenaline pumping in our bodies and we're either ready to go forward and, and take the battle on, or we're ready to sort of run off in the opposite direction. Mm. We also talked about that middle ground between uh, fight and flight, which is freeze. That's right. Yeah. And we talked about, you know, when we freeze and say, okay, just stop just for a moment, no great big decisions to be made nothing's got to be happening today right now except for being honest with yourself Mm. something that I was um, I'm running a a group this week a four-day well-being group and uh, yeah it's great it really is good Um, and this is the the second day and yesterday was the first day Um, one of the participants um, of the group He was, I was explaining before I start any of my training, I explained to people that like I am severely dyslexic. So if I, if I put something on the whiteboard that you don't understand what the word's supposed to say, please don't hesitate to, to sort of ask me what it is and I'll explain what the word is. And I was going through the, you know, the, the sort of the, the, the reality of being dyslexic and and what that means and, and what occurs. And one of the guys turned around and said, you know, that sounds very much like my mind. My mind almost seems to be dyslexic because, you know, things just jump about. Um, I can be halfway through a thought and another thought will come in. You know, my memory is, is terrible. I'm trying to think about what would I say I was going to do or when I was going. And I thought that was fascinating. Fascinating description of when we're in chaotic mindsets. It is like being dyslexic. Mm. But instead of reading and writing, it is just with our thoughts. Yeah. I thought it was phenomenal.
1: It's like the worst time to make a decision, isn't it? Is when you're in that state. Because how could you possibly be making a rational uh, assessment of what's happening around you and what those influences are?
0: And I think you're right. And I think that what we've got to be able to look for is is ways of being able to discuss it and find somebody that we can discuss it with Mm. and making sure that that person that we're discussing with
1: are always going to be there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, today we are talking about why it is that we don't do the things that we know, no, we don't live the life, the better life, the better that, life, we life know that we know that we, that we could have. have. I was just thinking um, from a kind of listener's point of view, um, you talked a bit there about fear mm-hmm. and how you've, I know from our previous discussions on this, that you feel fear isn't probably the right, the right word, but what, but what is it then? What is it that stops people if it isn't fear? Yeah, well,
0: it's fear is, is, again, one of those things, as we were saying just a short while ago, the moment we fear something, we do go into that sort of fight or flight syndrome. Our mm. body reacts and the adrenaline pumps that gets our muscles ready to either go and you know, and if you go back to Neanderthal man, you know, walking through a jungle and, and they came across a, a dinosaur, they'd have to make that, 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 that decision quickly. Am I bigger than it or yeah. was it bigger than me? And the adrenaline is pumped, so you're ready. So if you perceive this, I can do this. You know, and you can go and actually kill the dinosaur. You've got yourself some food and, and also possibly a new jacket.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I get the analogy. I do have to just pull you up on the, uh, the actual... Um, I mean, I think we're talking a bit more about the Flintstones then. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Only because, um, and I think this is a common misconception, and something that I was quite surprised when I learned was that man and dinosaurs... And not um, in the same time. No, very, Absolutely. very far apart. Um, I, I wouldn't like to hazard that. I think it's millions rather than thousands of years. Isn't it fascinating? Yeah, amazing. It is fascinating.
0: And actually, you've mentioned that before. I have, yeah. you I just... know, yeah. And, and, and it is something that... Um,
1: Just so we don't get loads of messages in saying man and (laughs) dinosaurs did not coexist other than in the Flintstones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably Carl Pilkington, I know he's made that point before with Ricky Gervais. Yeah,
0: and and it is true. It is true. But just for the sake of uh, of where we're trying to go from here, if we were in a time where there were man and dinosaurs and if we were walking through a jungle and Mm. if we were to see this dinosaur coming towards us, we would have to make that decision rapidly mm. of whether I am bigger than it or is it bigger than me. Yeah. If it is bigger than me, then I'm on my toes and I've done one just, you know, to fight another day.
1: I think the thing that interested, interests me about that fight and flight scenario is in that moment, mm-hmm. it feels a lot... We talk a lot about, like, the decisions that we make and consciousness and, and those... And us, ourselves, the part that we identify as ourselves making that decision. Yeah, But I think in those heightened environments... Um, it's almost like that decision happened so quickly. You couldn't predict whether you were going to fight or flight. And when you do it, it just happens. I think you probably think about it later. Like, I don't think in that moment you actually do anything. You just react.
0: I think one of the things is, is this, is that when we really go down into it, the way that we describe ourselves, we have something inside of us called the self-talk cycle. Mm. And self-talk is how you describe yourself. And that can come from very simple, whether or not I have tea, uh, sorry, I have sugar in my tea, or I don't have sugar in my tea, yeah. or, or I, 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 I am a certain type of person. Um, and once you've got these descriptions in your head as the self-talk, these get translated into something called the self-esteem, mm. you know, and uh, sorry, the self-image. Now, the self-image is a is picture format. And that actually gets stored. So when we actually come across circumstances like, if we were to walk through a jungle and find a dinosaur in front of us, our behavior goes back to our self-image, and it just asks the question, what kind of things would Nigel do or what Glenn would do in these circles?" And it comes back with the most dominant thought, the most dominant way that you've described yourself. Mm. And that's how we then, sometimes, we react yeah sometimes we respond and there is a difference but um it it is it is a fascinating subject but in regards to going back to the question if it isn't fear what is it because the moment we actually describe something as fear we'll move away from it generally speaking again you've got the adrenaline junkies out there that love it and they will jump out of airplanes and off tops of buildings and and love it but it's not fear it's more like uncertainty the reality check with the reality coach Nigel Booth, and welcome back to the reality check. And we are talking today is why we don't live the better life that we know that we could. We've gone through the the uh, the reason that um, we actually fear this is, or the way that we describe it is as fear, um, and we we're actually saying that generally it isn't fear, and we were just saying that. Well, what could it be? Well, uncertainty is one of the first things you know Mm. we are people of habit you know and and everybody talks about certain people that have got this um uh, habit forming uh, behaviors and and easily become addicted to things we all have this uh, addictive personality you know from getting up in the morning your routine of getting up in the morning and Whether you have to go to the loo, clean your teeth, have a cup of coffee and sit down before you say anything to anybody or whether you're up and you get dressed and you're out with the dog before you say, we, we are following. You know, the strange thing happened today and it was only day two. Everybody came into the training room yesterday and they found their seats. Nobody was told where to sit. They all found their seats. And today, and we mentioned it. Is that every single person went and sat exactly at the same seat Mm. that they actually went to? I've been to enough uh,
1: training courses and conferences over my uh, career that um, that happens all the time whenever you're on a multi day course.
0: It's because it's a known entity. Yeah. And when you start to think about it, the known entity we're more comfortable with, Mm. you know, and even, you know, we, we have something that we call our comfort zone. You know, and people would describe their comfort zone is that like it's a known entity. It's not necessarily comfortable, Mm. you know, because in that comfort zone could be circumstances and behaviors and situations that are just not good for you. But they are the known entity. Yeah.
1: So actually, I think that's the exact reason why. And a quick quick story was um, when I was uh, when I started sixth form, I was in sociology class everybody Mm -hmm. came in sat next to their friends as they naturally do and uh, the teacher um, came in and said right guys we're going to do an icebreaker we're going to mix you all up you and he just pointed at people you sit there you sit there you sit there and just moved everybody about in the room and um, some of the regular listeners will be uh, familiar with Amy my wife who's been on the show a few times um as a guest and as a, as a co-host as well and um yeah he one of the people he moved was my friend he removed them and he put amy next to me and wow. that is how we met
0: <laughs> how phenomenal is that yeah but it is one of those things the moment we know something the main, the moment that we actually get that self-talk into that process of saying that's who i am mm. and a lot of the time without being aware of it Yeah, Because, you know, even if you're out there now, guys, and you've got your cup of tea in your hand or you're doing whatever you're doing listening to this, just have a a little bit of a a recap in your head of how do you describe yourself? Mm. Is it generally positive? And not to everybody else, but inside of your head. So is it generally positive or is it generally negative? What I have actually found, when you are not aware of this, or you're not actually paying too much attention to it. Generally speaking, we focus on all the things that aren't good. Mm -hmm. We describe ourselves. And and again, yesterday I was going through within the training sessions that, um, you know, I used to describe myself as thick.
1: Yeah, yeah. You've said, about you said before, it before, because yeah. of my dyslexia. And it's so damaging, isn't it? I mean, Absolutely. Um, but you're, you're right, I think we do. I think, and I, I don't know um, this, but I, I get the feeling that I think, particularly in this country, there's always been a culture of, you know, we try and be a bit modest. You don't want to appear arrogant, do as all the British but ways. Don't, don't, don't show like, off. Don't show off and don't do that. Yeah. And I think some of that is probably responsible for... Absolutely. The fact that we we have that talk about ourselves that negative talk because yeah. to to talk uh, openly and be perhaps you know blowing your own trumpet or any of those can can come across as a bit brash sometimes yeah. to other people but
0: and and it can you know it happened to 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 others actually um yeah. some time ago on on the show and we were when we very first started you know we hadn 't got many listeners and then it Gradually, is built up and built up and built up, and we were challenged. Um, and I can't quite remember which guest was on, um, but they challenged us uh, and sort of put the chance So, what is the the amount of downloads that you want every week? Mm. And then it was like, right, we'll go for ten thousand. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, it's, yeah. it's, it's it, it really did bring
1: that uncomfortable. That's right. It was Mark Kennedy when he was on the show, wasn't
0: it? That's exactly it. Who it was?
1: The reality check with the reality coach Nigel Booth.
0: Welcome back. This is the reality check, and we are discussing the, the the concepts of why we don't live the better life that we know that we can live. And uh, I'm just going to say, just in in the break there, you were talking about uh, watching a YouTube channel.
1: Oh no, it was a yeah, it was a, a podcast. A so podcast. while I was uh, driving up to Leicester, um, I like to. Sometimes listen to music, but more, more often than not, put a decent sort of podcast on educational yeah, podcast. Yeah. I got this from Iffy Thomas, who our viewers will be, she calls your car your library on wheels. Don't waste it listening to music. Yeah, There's podcasts, yeah. books, everything that you can educate yourself while you're traveling. Um, but yeah, I was listening to a really interesting podcast by a chap called Anil Seth, and he was talking about consciousness. He spent most of his life in studying consciousness, mm-hmm. Um human consciousness but also in animals and is it the same and all sorts of different things but what he was what he kind of talks about is how the reality that we experience is kind of a hallucination in a way it's 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 kind of it it's not real. you don't really see what's there our brain creates an image that we see as visual but actually it's it's actually a combination of all of our senses coming together and projecting the brain's best guess at what it is that you're looking at yeah yeah and he demonstrates this using a number of different practices he uses um optical illusions as a way to show that your brain will you'll see something different in the same image sometimes yep. just by having a bit of information in advance um, and he does this with like a checkerboard with some colors um, and how it looks like it's white and gray squares but actually the squares are the same and he can prove it and he does another one using audio uh, which is really interesting. Where he, and, and I'd urge anyone that's interested in this sort of thing to look to look it up and go and have a look at his t- TED Talks. They're on, um, I think they're on YouTube, but they're on Spotify and things like that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, he basically um, does a little experiment where he plays you like a distorted audio. S- so it doesn't, it's words, but it's been heavily distorted. So you can't make out what they're saying. It just sounds like a load of noise. And you listen to that very short clip. And then he tells you what it is that the person says and then plays exactly the same clip again and you can you can, you can hear, hear it. it. And it shows that the sensory input was no different, that the audio file was the same. Yep. Y- your ears received the same information. Yep. But how you heard it in real time was altered by the fact that you already knew, you, you had that pre-existing yep. information. And I think that, kind of links into a lot of what we talk about here on the reality check and particularly you know you're talking about the fight and flight situation your reaction in that situation is your brain's best guess based on all of your previous experiences so we are like the product of all of our experiences in a way
0: and some of those things can be completely wrong yeah, absolutely, that, and, and probably are thing. very often. When you yeah. th- when you think about um, you know what 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 the guy on the on the podcast was talking about, because you were given a little bit of information, mm. you could make out what the audio was saying. Yeah, that's exactly the same with the mindset. You know, um, and I explained, you know, I am thick. Uh, that was not mine. No, that was given to me by my teacher. Yeah, turned around yeah. and said, "Booth, you're thick." Yeah, but the moment that I was given that information and worst part about it i accepted it mm. and i accepted it because i understood and i realized although i was only young that i couldn't read and write like the rest of my friends mm. so i then started to become thick yeah i started to you know uh, to, to move away from any sort of possibility of of, of reading or
1: writing and I'd yeah absolutely off. so it affected the actions absolutely. that you then took and became kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy i suppose in that's way. right you know, and yeah. it's like
0: even, uh, and I don't say this to impress, but just to sort of impress upon what you have to go through, even qualifying with Oxford University as a trainer it still didn't get rid of that sort of conscious thing that comes up into your head now and again and says, you are thick. Mm. So we have to learn how to deal with it. And that's what we're going to start to talk about here on The Reality Check. We're going to be really talking about, so how do you guys out there that really want to make a difference and a change to your life, how can we do that? We're going to do that in the coming months. We're going to be getting you on board. So if you are out there and you want to be a part of it, don't forget to give us a ring. But until then, we'll see you next week get in touch with the reality coach and be part of the reality check email nigel at therealitycoach.co.uk thanks for listening until next time